What's up, everybody, man? Welcome back to the Blue Bloods as we preview the 2023 FCS National Championship. We got the number one seeded South Dakota State Jackrabbits versus the number three seeded North Dakota State Bison. South Dakota State looking for their first national title in school history. I wrote about it this preseason. I thought this team was built to get to Frisco and win the first national championship in school history, while the Bison, on the other hand, looking for their 10th national championship, FCS national championship in school history in the past 12 seasons. They've never lost in Frisco. They're sitting at 9-0. and Now, South Dakota State enters this matchup on a three-game winning streak over the Bison, one in October matchup 23-21 earlier this year. Can the Jacks get it done in Frisco when it matters? North Dakota State has been dominant over the Jacks in the postseason in this matchup's history. Can the Jacks overcome all the history, all the doubt, all the questions surrounding when this program is going to get it done to win the national championship? The game Sunday, January 8th, ABC, 2 p.m. Eastern time kickoff, 1 p.m. Central time. I cannot wait for this matchup. I'm glad it's on ABC on the national stage, and I'm super excited to see what the atmosphere, the environment is going to be like down in Frisco. Now, looking at the tell of the tape, South Dakota State, it's clear the advantages on the defensive side of the football. They've been one of the most dominant defenses in the country. By far has had the best rushing defense in the entire country, only allowing about 80 yards per game. Their season was highlighted about uh, two weeks ago when they played Montana State. They shut down the number one rushing team in the country, averaging almost 350 yards per game, held them to less than 70 yards on the ground, and absolutely made Montana State a one-dimensional team in their dominant performance in the semifinals. Now, North Dakota State, they come in with a powerful rushing attack too, but they are missing Hunter Lipke, and also Tamaric Williams is, is doubtful for this game on Sunday. Kobe Johnson in that running back room is going to have to step up in a big way. Their past defense has been electric. Dawson Weber, Michael Tutsi, Courtney Eubanks, all these guys have been making plays on the back end of the defense for the Bison. And also you have Spencer Wagey being an animal up front, creating havoc that also plays into that passing defense stat that you see here. The matchup to watch is, of course, going to be the rushing offense of NDSU versus the versus the rushing defense of South Dakota State. Now, South Dakota State held North Dakota State pretty much in check, especially in the second half in that first matchup, had to overcome a deficit early, held North Dakota State scoreless for about the last almost two and a half quarters, about mid-second quarter onward, man, South Dakota State played complete lockdown defense. And they're going to have to play a complete game if they're going to knock off the Bison in Frisco for the first time in school history. Now, the quarterback spotlight's extremely interesting. Mark Gronikowski has had a solid year, man. I thought he did enough to receive first-team consideration in the Missouri Valley. You know, he was second-team selection, but 2,700 passing yards, 20, 23 passing touchdowns, 11 rushing. He can do it with his legs as well, especially in the red zone. He's been amazing with his intermediate game, about 10 to 19 yards down the field, 11 passing touchdowns, almost 1,000 yards there, 50 first downs generated from intermediate passing for Gronikowski, grades out at a 92.5 pro football focus, which is an elite grade. He's efficient, does not turn the football over, and that's been a major key for the success that we've seen South Dakota State have. Now, on the other side, Cam Miller had a, a, had a tough – performance against incarnate word one for 12 only five yards passing 
But throughout the season, 1,700 yards, 11 passing touchdowns, 15 on the ground. He's, in my opinion, he's a much bigger threat on the ground than compared to Gronikowski. But when he does take a shot, the deep ball has has hit for Miller. Four passing touchdowns, eight big-time throws, grades over a 90 in pro football focus, almost 500 yards there. They don't take a lot of deep shots, but when they do, Miller has been effective statistically in that area. The question is going to become how many shots does NDSU allow? The receiving core has been a bit banged up, had some transfers like Phoenix Sproul step out of the program midseason. Can Zach Mathis and the remaining wide receivers open up those shots downfield for Miller? Or is North Dakota State going to just lean on the run game and, and keep things simple? We did see South Dakota State give up a lot of yards to Matthew Solka, uh, Matthew Solka at Holy Cross. Can Cam Miller replicate that and take advantage of the Jacks' defense with his legs? On the interview we have on the channel, Cam Miller was asked about that at the end of his pre at this pre-championship press conference about what he saw from the film with Holy Cross versus South Dakota State. And Miller talked about there would be some potential opportunities for him to use his legs in, in the open field and make plays for the Bison offense. Which quarterback is going to prevail? Miller had a great game through the air earlier this season, but Gronikowski has delivered in the biggest moments, and he's really been the steady hand that I think gets overlooked for the South Dakota State offense. Now, the keys to the game. For South Dakota State, it's you have to establish the rushing attack early. The bread and butter of this team, regardless of the Yankee twins, regardless of Gronikowski, Isaiah Davis is, is the cog in the engine that makes everything go, man. He is he is next level with his explosiveness, his ability to make people miss in open space and also turn those three, four-yard potential gains into big, big explosive plays, established a rushing attack early. They struggled early in that first matchup in running the football, having any sort of offensive consistency, got it going late, and Isaiah Davis had a big game toward the end, and that's really what pl played a, a major key in South Dakota State pulling out that first matchup. And then the other one forced Cam Miller to win the game. Cam Miller can do it. He He's won plenty of games as a starting quarterback for North Dakota State. But that is the weak point of the offense, if there is one. You cannot let North Dakota State starting starting to – you can't let them go downhill and do what they want to do in terms of the power run game, running behind a, a solid offensive line. You have to make Miller uncomfortable, make him throw the football, and make him – and put the, put the ball in his hands in the biggest moments. If you get beat because Cam Miller has a – career game I can live with that but I can't live with North Dakota State getting anything and everything they want in terms of the run game winning the line of scrimmage battle now for North Dakota State two things that really cost them in the first matchup was third down efficiency in the time of possession battle because they weren't efficient on third down and because they didn't slow down the run game late in the second half they lost the third down battle and they lost the time of possession battle and they lost the time of possession of battle significantly. And with the injuries that North Dakota State has racked up throughout the season on the defensive side of the football, you have to keep your defense fresh. You cannot let them get worn down early in the second half because South Dakota State is going to break it open if those players are tired and worn out late in the game. You have to control the clock and you have to keep your offense on the field. Stay in third and shorts. Because when you get in those third and long situations, man, it really plays into South Dakota State's hand because they can get after the quarterback and that defensive line can get upfield and start making plays. On the other side of the football, 
Spencer Wagey in that defensive line has to create chaos. They have to play in the backfield of South Dakota State. They have an elite offensive line. You still have to go wreak havoc, create chaos in the backfield, and make South Dakota State do something they don't want to do. You cannot let Isaiah Davis in this rushing attack just control the game like in the second half of the first matchup. Spencer Wagey had an excellent first half in that first game. Really kind of, I would say, tailored off toward the end. Someone has to step up next to him. Who is going to be the guy after Spencer Wagey to go make the plays for the Bison? That's going to be a question. The defensive line is key for keeping North Dakota State in this game and changing the result of the earlier matchup. Now, when you look at key players, man, we're going to start offensively with South Dakota State. Isaiah Davis and and, and the first Yankee twin, Jackson Yankee. These two guys have been key pieces to South Dakota State's success this year. I talked about Davis earlier, 1,300 rushing yards, 14 touchdowns on the ground, averaging almost six yards per carry. Off the edge, he is a problem. In terms of off-the-edge carries this year, which is off the tight end, off the tackle, eight touchdowns, almost seven yards per carry, 20 explosive runs, and almost 40 first downs produced. If North Dakota State cannot set the edge and and not prevent Davis from getting outside their defense and beating them to the corner, it's going to be a long day because Isaiah Davis is an explosive running back. He He's coming downhill in a hurry, and if you take a bad angle, you don't get there in time. He's going to leave you in the dust, and Isaiah Davis – could be a major issue. In the first matchup, averaged over eight yards per carry against North Dakota State on the 15th when they matched up in October. 114 in the touchdown. Isaiah Davis is always an offensive player to watch because he has been special for the Jacks throughout his career. Now, Yankee, on the other hand, you know, you could have picked either twin. I mean, they're the two biggest receiving threats on this team. And, and of course, Tucker Craft, the tight end, who was also injured in the first matchup, will be back this weekend. He's been extremely efficient in the playoffs 11 receptions two touchdowns almost 200 yards he really eats in the intermediate routes which would make sense we go back to what i was talking about with gronikowski who was really efficient in those intermediate throws 22 receptions 16 and a half yards per care up for per catch and grades out at a 96.8 according to pro football focus an excellent route runner a reliable pass catcher and he's he's a consistent reliable target and if it's it is craft or the yankee twins in the passing game for gronikowski so look out for jackson yankee in this matchup on sunday now for defensive players you could have went adam bach potentially but i do not think right now in fcs football there's a more dominant defensive tackle duo than reese winkleman and caleb sanders they They might not pack the box score week in and week out, but when you turn on the film, when you look at what they're producing, they change the game for a lot of teams South Dakota State plays. And when when they're on, they are absolutely unblockable. And ask Montana State. They absolutely wreaked havoc all two weeks ago against the Bobcats. We'll start with Winkleman, man. 14 and a half tackles for loss, seven sacks, two forced fumbles, a first-team all-conference, first-team FCS All-American, Throughout the playoffs, six and a half tackles for loss, two and a half sacks. Winkleman is a problem, and it's a great – I wrote about it earlier. The offensive line for North Dakota State versus the D-line for South Dakota State is probably a future NFL matchup. There are NFL players all along both of these – but both of the line of scrimmages in this matchup. Reese Winkleman is one of those guys, and one of the best defensive tackles in college football, I think, Caleb Sanders – Nine and a half tackles for loss, six and a half sacks. You might say, man, that's not packing the, the stat box. Turn on the film. 
Caleb Sanders changes games. He's ranked sixth in defensive grade, fourth in pass rush grade for defensive tackles this year at the FCS level, 12 total tackles, three and a half for loss in the playoffs this year. If these two guys are able to play in North Dakota State's backfield and really get that offensive line off their spot, things become extremely interesting. The stats might not be there, but when you go look at the linebacking group with Freeman and Adam Bach, Winkleman and Sanders create a whole lot of opportunities for those linebackers to go and eat. If you know, if you've ever played defensive tackle, you know it's not about your sacks. You know when you turn on that film, you can change the game. And Caleb Sanders and Reese Winkleman are absolute game changers. I do think they're the best defensive tackle duo potentially in college football. And on the uh, for North Dakota State offensively, I talked about Kobe Johnson. He is an X factor, and I asked and I asked Coach um, in his press conference. I asked Coach Entz what he thought about Johnson stepping up, and he said he wasn't surprised. He said Kobe has been ready for that moment, and that interview is available on the channel. He has to step up in the absence of Lippy and potentially Tamaric Williams. Where I don't think he's going to go. We'll see, but Kobe Johnson is still going to be a large part because Tamaric will see his first action in multiple weeks. Throughout, th- throughout this playoff, he's been huge. Three touchdowns against Incarnate Word. Throughout the season, still almost 900 yards rushing, seven and a half yards per carry, eight rushing touchdowns. Off the left side of the offensive line, we're going to get to who is one of the main guys over there. The, the left side of the offensive line for North Dakota State is dominant. They combined for over 100-plus starts, and Kobe Johnson eats off of that. Off the left side of the football, over 700 rushing yards, six touchdowns, over eight yards per carry, and 19 explosive runs just for Johnson alone. That's not even going back and looking at Tameric stats or or, um, or Lipke stats. Kobe Johnson has been eating off the left side of the offensive line. That's going to be key in getting to that. Everyone on this channel who, who's followed me knows I love offensive line play. I tweeted out yesterday – Cody Mock has been an absolute animal, an absolute animal throughout his whole career. Cody, in my opinion, should be a top two offensive lineman in the upcoming NFL draft. I'm excited to see him at the Senior Bowl. This season, one sack allowed, only two QB hits, only seven total pressures this season. And this is entirely in college football, the number three complete offensive grade and number four run blocking grade for offensive linemen this season at any level. So that includes FPS guys. 61 career starts, over 2,400 snaps in his NDSU career, and he plays next to a guy, Nash Jensen, who has even more starts than him. He's seen 61 games of action. Nash Jensen is well up in the 60s as well. They are two of the most experienced linemen in college football, and that's why that left side of the offensive line is so effective for North Dakota State because they have the experience, they have the chemistry, and they've done an excellent job. They have to win the line of scrimmage battle, man. I go back to what I say earlier. Nash, Cody, these guys have to be huge for North Dakota State because if they can establish the line of scrimmage, neutralize Caleb Sanders, neutralize Reese Winkleman, let Kobe Johnson be explosive, let TK Marshall, Cam Miller get loose with their legs as well, North Dakota State's going to be an extremely hard team to beat come Sunday afternoon in Frisco, Texas. Now, defensively, Two guys I'm really I'm really big fans of. One I've had on the show in Spencer Wagey, and the other one, Dawson Weber, has been electric throughout the playoffs. Seven tackles, two interceptions, a fumble recovery against Incarnate Word, has only allowed two touchdowns and held opposing receivers to under 300 yards this season. Weber, is, Weber can be all over the field. Almost 50 tackles, two for loss, a sack, five interceptions, six pass breakups, three forced fumbles. He's just a playmaker. 
I, I talked to Coach Ants about his defense, his defense, specifically the back end, consistently makes plays when they need it most. Dawson Weber is a key to that. He consistently finds himself in the right spot. And every time he gets to the ball, he makes something happen for the most part, especially in crucial moments. Look for Dawson Weber to play a huge part in this defensive effort for North Dakota State. Now, Wagey, the first team FCS All-American, has been unblockable at times this year, coming off that leg injury that kept him out most of last season. He's generated 24 quarterback pressures on just 300 pass rushing snaps this year. 17 and a half tackles for loss, nine sacks, two forced fumbles, even blocked the kick throughout the playoffs, already up over four and a half tackles for loss, two sacks, 15 total tackles, made multiple plays against Incarnate Word and Lindsey Scott and was consistently generating pressure on Scott and even truly made, I felt like, Wagey in the defensive line was able to get Scott off his spot, which really sped up his internal clock in the pocket. And there were a few times when you go back and look, there were some questionable throws. Both interceptions for Lindsey Scott, I felt like, were caused by the D-line because he felt like he had to get rid of the ball before he did. And it was really questionable, and it looked everyone was like, man, why did he throw that? I just think he knew the defensive line was coming. And then Dawson Weber and that secondary made Lindsey Scott pay. Spencer Wagey has to be in the backfield. He was dominating the first half when North Dakota State took that early lead against South Dakota State in October. Look for Spencer Wagey to be the guy you have to go make an impact, man. He's a six-year guy, has been in this program for a while, wants to leave on a national championship. I expect Spencer Wagey to go out and have a huge game. For my prediction, man, this was really tough because I was looking at the history, and it's so hard to pick against the Bison due to nine national championships, 9-0 and in Frisco. Every time the media, the fans, anyone counts them out, they seem to get their way to Frisco and they win the national championship when no one thought they could or, or they thought this was the year that they were going to get knocked off. Every time they get there, they, they make a play to win. I still think South Dakota State is going to be the team to finally get it done, win their first national championship, be the first team to knock off the Bison in Frisco. I, I say this, as much as the history, as much as it's hard to beat a team twice in one season – I do think South Dakota State built this roster specifically to match up well against North Dakota State. They have a strong defensive line to match an offensive line in North Dakota State that usually has the advantage. They have a quarterback who does not turn the football over. That's a playmaker. They have an elite tight end in Tucker Craft and, hell, even Zach Hines that can go make plays. The Yankee Twins can both, can both bring explosive plays. Isaiah Davis is an animal. And I think they're just, they're just built to – Competing against North Dakota State. North Dakota State's rush defense has not been elite this year like in like in years past. I think South Dakota State gets it done, runs the football efficiently, and give and give me South Dakota State scoring a late touchdown to jump up on the bison and win this game by two points. 26-24. Jacks win their first FCS national title in school history. But guys, you could check out even a further preview on our website, thebluebuzzpod.com. I go, go into even more detail on there. Subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, and also, this is our second game of the week, our FCS game of the week. Comment your score predictions below. If you predict the winner and the score correctly, you will win our $100 Venmo giveaway. But guys, appreciate you guys tuning in. I'll be back after I get back from Frisco this this weekend. Looking forward to to meeting some of you guys down in Frisco this weekend. But guys, for the Blue Bloods, we are out for right now. <laughs>